Broadcasting from the commodity capital of the world, Zurich, Switzerland, this is Insider's Guide to Energy. This edition to Insider's Guide to Energy is brought to you by Fidectus. Go to www.fidectus.com for more information. Welcome everyone to the new mini-series Next Generation Energy Leaders from the podcast Insider's Guide to Energy. My name is Luca. And I'm Josh and we are your hosts for today. In today's episode, we are very happy to have with us Lukas Geisbühler from Synhelion. He accompanied Synhelion's journey from a research group at ETH Zurich, Switzerland to a startup that turns basically just solar heat, CO2 and water into synthetic fuels. This can be used, for example, as kerosene in the aviation sector. Yes, uh, and as our audience might have already noticed, we've already hosted uh, someone from Synhelion on the main podcast with Chris and Johan. That was a CEO and co-founder Gianluca Ambrosetti. And this time we have, as we said, Lucas, who is a project engineer, and we are really looking forward to, to getting more the technicalities maybe or some specifics of project development from this startup, from this really exciting startup and get his point of view of this. Indeed, a lot of exciting topics to cover today. So let's welcome him. Hi, Lucas. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you very much. Hi, hi everyone. Uh, it's a pleasure that I can be here and uh, I'm looking forward to the discussion. Perfect. So jumping right in, could you briefly introduce yourself and Synhelion to the audience? Sure. I'm So I'm Lucas Geisbühler. Uh, I did uh, a PhD uh, at ETH Zurich and then I started working, like actually after a postdoc, I started working for Synhelion. Since 2018, I'm, I'm there, the head of thermal systems. And I'm, I'm doing engineering there, but also research and development to, to bring uh, solar fuels uh, to the market. Nice. That is really interesting. Um, so maybe let's just start off. What's, what's the aim? We'll come back to all the technicalities, but what is the aim? Um, what is your USP, basically, um, that Synhelion tries to sell? So um, as Synhelion... Um, we try to, to, to bring solar fuels to the market, as, as already said. Um, we use solar energy and we use um, not uh, photovoltaics, but we use a concentrated solar energy. So that's a little bit different. So we use uh, mirrors that uh, focus the sunlight on the top of a tower. And there we convert this uh, solar radiation to high temperature heat. And this heat, we use it directly in a thermochemical process to produce fuel. And so this is a, a more direct way than, than going through electricity. And this allows us to reach higher efficiencies compared to photovoltaics and then using electrolyzers, for example, to produce fuels. And, uh, and other than that, uh, our unique selling point is also the the solar receiver that that Synhelion has developed now it's it's a it's really a unique component that allows to reach very high temperatures just using concentrated sunlight at at high efficiencies and uh, we demonstrated actually the solar receiver up to 
1500 degrees Celsius. So, so this is unmatched with, with, with any other receiver so far. And, uh, and in com combination with, with a thermal storage that also goes to these high, high temperatures, uh, we have really a, a, a very nice combination to provide renewable high temperature heat around the clock. And uh, these fuels are then used to power cars, or what? What? What's the aim there? Yeah, exactly. So, so, so maybe so with this heat again, we 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 can then produce uh, fuels, and and these fuels. Um, so first we produce actually synthesis gas, which is a combination of hydrogen and carbon monoxide. And this can then is already done. This is already exists in, in industrial processes. This can be, um, for example, in the fissure drop process converted to liquid fuel. And um, you can design this to, to produce diesel or gasoline or jet fuel that's awesome i mean we've already jumped right into the topic right now and now we're just uh, quickly this um, i'm looking very much to, to talking in more in depth about this but let's just uh, go back one step uh, you said um, you did your phd at eth zurich was that already around this topic and what was that about and how how did that whole process from phd to postdoc to then Synhelion, maybe take us through that. Yeah, so I, I was actually very fortunate with my PhD. I think uh, I, I had a super nice supervisor, Andreas Haselbacher, and uh, we were in the group of, uh, of Professor Steinfeld, the Professorship of Renewable Energy Carriers at ETH. And there, uh, the goal is, yeah, as the name says, to, to to store basically renewable energy in, in some way in a carrier. And uh, so mainly it's, it's fuels, but also uh, thermal, thermal storage. And actually the, this was um, my main topic. So I was doing research on thermocline, thermal energy storage. That is like a, a solid media storage that is charged with a heat transfer fluid. And yeah, on, on this, on this technology, I, I was doing research, like finding new operation strategies and then, um, optimizing the design. And then in particular, I was, um, applying this technology to various, um, uh, to various end uses. Like, um, for example, uh, uh, this was applied to CSP. So concentrated solar power, and then also to adiab adiabatic um, compressed air energy storage. So that's actually an electricity storage where you compress air, and when you compress air, it's it's heated. And in order to not lose this heat, you use a thermal storage to recover that that heat and 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 make a, an efficient electricity storage. And then the, the third application is actually what, what then also led to Synhelion. It's, it's, um, it's heat recovery for solar thermochemical redox cycles. So that, that sounds quite fancy, but basically, <laughs> um, in this, uh, in this, uh, two step reaction, you have two temperature levels. 
like a reduction temperature level and the oxidation temperature level. And in between these two temperatures, you want to recover the heat. And, and, and to do this, you can, can have a thermocline thermal energy storage. And, and this, yeah, this, this was then also one of the bases how, uh, within Helion was, was founded actually based, based on a, on a concept like this. Very interesting. So you basically were the chief engineer for this thermal energy storage. Um, yeah. So, so I was, um, in particular in my PhD, again, I was doing like simulations, optimization, but then I was involved in, in, in actually several experimental campaigns of small and up to medium scale size. Yeah, it was, I think I had a, a very nice PhD and, and a lot of luck to, to be involved in, in these many projects. So how did you transfer from being a postdoc? Did they just ask you, hey, we have this, we have this startup, do you want to be part of it? And then you start the next day or, or how, does this, how does this go about for, for, for people who don't really know um, how you just get into or get, in, get involved with a startup? Yeah, so actually uh, it, it started with, with this idea of the heat recovery for the uh, two-step redox cycle. And then, then I, I got involved in this and, and we actually did a demonstration in Ticino, like the Italian part of Switzerland. And this was uh, literally in a garage where we actually uh, did an experimental test there of this new concept to um, recover that, that, that heat between reduction and oxidation. Uh, it was at, at very high temperatures, but I mean, we, it was a design that was safe, so so we could <laughs> test it there, and and this was actually the the first project of Synhelion, and 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 based on on this concept, Synhelion was founded, and uh, so with this, I was already quite closely connected to Synhelion, and and then Synhelion actually uh, paid like uh, a year postdoc salary for me and 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 after after this i i was directly employed that's in helium that is so cool that is a classical garage startup story kind of like um apple or microsoft or things like that right um Um, so, so, so yeah, um, so, so we've, we've covered that, um, startup part or how you got into this. Um, maybe, um, let's go back to that part that we started off, uh, with, um, the whole technology. So you said, or maybe once again, take us through the main, uh, the main components of, of one of your plans. Sure. So, um, we, we start with the mirrors, right? So, so the, the mirrors basically collect the sunlight and then they, they focus it on a solar tower, like on the top of a tower. Then you have there uh, a solar receiver where all this, the radiation enters into the receiver. It's actually a black cavity and it, it uses the greenhouse gas effect to prevent, um, re-radiation going out of the of the receiver so basically in the receiver you have a greenhouse gas like steam or co2 steam is actually even a stronger greenhouse gas than than co2 
and and you 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 um, you put this through the receiver, and and then this heat transfer fluid, like the greenhouse gas, heats up and absorbs the 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 actually infrared radiation inside the receiver, and 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 yeah, is 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 heated for for example from. I don't know, 700 degrees to 1200 or up to 1500 degrees Celsius. So this is the solar receiver. And then this heat is then used in a thermochemical reactor. So thermochemical, it means it uses thermal energy uh, like heat and it uses this heat to drive a reaction that is endothermic. And uh, so in this reaction, we, 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 we split CO2 and water to produce synthesis gas, so, so to produce uh, carbon monoxide and hydrogen. And uh, in parallel, we have a thermal storage that is charged during the day with heat from the solar receiver such that during the night when there is no sunlight, the, the thermal storage is discharged and in this way, the, the reactor can can also run during the night, and this uh, enables twenty four seven operation of the reactor. And then, um, and then, yeah, we have basically this thin gas, right? Um, and this then has to be converted to a liquid fuel, and and there we have um, some some, for example, some Fischer drops unit that that allows uh, to convert thin gas to as we said, uh, gasoline or diesel, jet fuel. Yeah. Very interesting. So you also talked about um, CO2, uh, which you use in the reactor to to make this reaction with uh, uh, carbon monoxide and, uh, and water. Um, and uh, where does this CO2 come from? Do you produce that? also or is that from an external source um so there no the, this is not we we don't produce co2 or, or we don't capture co2 um this is not our main topic um we basically either buy co2 from carbon capture plant that can be from from ambient air um or it could be also recycled CO2 from an industrial process. And also the third possibility, which is also an interesting one, is, is like from a biological source, because um, biomass is also a CO2 absorbent, so it, it also absorbs CO2, and this can also be used as a, as a carbon source in our process. That, that's really cool. So, I mean, so, so the, the whole reaction when you say syngas, maybe, maybe not everyone from our audience understands. So, the reaction is basically you take CO two and water, right, and make this syngas, right? Correct. And syngas is is what exactly? What's what? What are the components of syngas? So, syngas is is carbon monoxide. So, CO. So, this uh, uh, you generate when you reduce CO two. So. CO2 minus one atom of oxygen gives you CO. And, and then the second component is hydrogen, 
which is also basically the reduced state of water. So you have H2O, you take away one atom of oxygen, you get hydrogen. That's really interesting. And um, and then and then you have this Fischer-Tropsch process which follows, which then makes from the syngas um, um, makes these uh, precessors of kerosene and 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 stuff like that. Exactly. So so actually, you, after the Fischer-Tropsch synthesis, you get something that is called syn crude. It's like a crude oil, but synthetic crude oil. And, and this is actually, um, this is actually a mixture of many hydrocarbons. So you have short hydrocarbons and then very long hydrocarbons. And then, uh, you have to refine this to get, um, exactly the, the length of hydrocarbons that you want. Like, these uh, uh, for, for, for gasoline, for example, you need the shorter chains and for, for, for jet, you need a bit, uh, longer chains. So maybe talking a bit more about your speciality that how you talked about this thermal energy storage unit um, that allows you to, to basically produce um, 24 seven. Um, is that, is that storage unit also on this solar tower or where is it, where is it placed and how is it connected to the whole system? So, so it's actually both are possible to, to place the storage at the bottom or at the top. The thing is when the plant gets very big, the storage gets very heavy. So if we talk about like uh, solar power of rating nominal power of maybe a hundred megawatts, then we, we talk about uh, more than, than a thousand tons of storage material that you have to bring up the tower. I mean, the, and, and also the, the tower will be very big now for these plants. I mean, these, these plants, you know, they exist. These are like, you see CSP plants that, that have, uh, yeah, much more than 100 megawatt solar power. And they have a tower that is 200 meters high or even larger. And then to have the, the, the thermal storage up there, it's a challenge. It can be done, but it's a, it's a challenge for smaller plants. Um, you probably want to have the storage at the top because they're, uh, uh, due to surface to volume ratios, you really want to decrease the, 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 the length of the piping. So actually for, for smaller plants, we, we want to have the storage up there. And what exactly is that thermal energy? Like, what is it made up of and, and, and why is it so heavy? Yes, the, the, the storage is actually a very uh, simple principle. Uh, it's, it's actually a, a bunch of bricks that have like channels inside that allows for a high surface area for the heat transfer. And then you have the, the, the heat transfer fluid, the steam that, that passes through those bricks and transfers its heat to these uh, bricks, uh, refractory bricks. So, so it's uh, high temperature ceramics. Uh, high, that in, uh, ceramics that are compatible with high temperatures. So, so let's talk about these sizes of projects. Um, I, I know that you have a project ongoing in Germany, if that's um, correct. Maybe just uh, give us a short overview. 
more projects you've already done and where on the world you are de currently developing things. Okay, so our first uh, and, and, and main project was was the demonstration of the solar receiver at an industrial scale. Uh, there we went actually directly to 250 kilowatts um, because of the concept with greenhouse that uses greenhouse the, the greenhouse gas effect we had to go to a relatively large size from the beginning that was a challenge but uh, we managed to do it and and we tested the, the solar receiver in, in also in germany also in jülich but using the uh, solar simulator actually the the world's largest solar simulator that simulates concentrated sunlight. Um, from this, when we successfully tested the receiver, we said, okay, now we want to couple the receiver to the reactor. And we want to do this under real field conditions. So we want to do this using mirrors and not simulated sunlight. So actually, Next to the solar simulator in Jülich, there is a solar field also that we were able to rent. So we rent this field and, and actually right now, uh, during these weeks now, we are um, commissioning this plant there. So you're, you spend your time right now mostly in Germany or... And, and when you're there, what do you do? do you, are you there like uh, welding things or, <laughs> or are you just supervising other people? How, how, what is your daily job there? Yeah, so, so actually this changed a bit. Like when we did the demonstration of the solar receiver the first time, like the first prototype, um, we were still only five employees of, of Synhelion. And um, we did everything on our own more or less. I mean... I mean, everything, no, no, of course, not everything, for example, manufacturing of components. So this was done externally, but, but, but we actually all the five went, went to Jülich at that time. This was uh, 2019. We went there, we, we rented an apartment for like two months and we, we, we installed this thing together with, with, with some suppliers, sometimes like, like you have a, like insulation supplier or some, something that comes locally and, and puts it together. But, but, but yeah, we, we did actually a, a lot of hands-on work there at that time. And, and it, was a, it was a great experience. Um, unfortunately, now things become bigger and bigger and, and uh, it's Come getting more and more difficult to do things on your own, and also there are people that do this much much better than 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 we can. Um, so so now I, I'm still sometimes in in Germany, but then it's more like coordination meetings and stuff like this. <laughs> so, so I see from from how you're telling things that you're actually maybe wishing a little bit sometimes to be more back to R&D and, and, and engineering hands-on stuff. Is that is that how am I perceiving you right? Yes, this is like this. And and especially now, I mean, yeah, I see that the, uh, more and more work is, is coordination and and then uh, you, you have to treat suppliers or, or also you, you have to prepare things for investors or, or stuff like that. So uh, in the heart, I think... Uh, I'm a researcher and, and this is what I like to do. But this is also our, our goal is, is to bring this thing to the market and we have to, 
to do some compromises there. And uh, about this commercialization a bit more, what are the next steps there? What do you want to do next? And uh, what is the plan there? Yeah, so, so, so right now we are commissioning these, these, these two main components. And um, the next step is, 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 is actually a, a new plant, let's say a greenfield plant. So we do everything on our own. We, we basically start from, from a green field. Uh, we, we build up heliostats, we build up a tower, we build up a solar receiver, storage, reactor. And also we add a, a fissure drop unit, everything on the same site. And so the goal is to demonstrate the whole production chain. And um, so, yeah, this, this, this is the goal to, to, to be demonstrated by 2023. We want to produce liquid fuel. Do you see other fields where you could use this technology for other for other use, like for instance, the thermal storage or something, could it be used uh, by the industry or, or, yeah. Yeah, it's also a good question and, and uh, thanks for that. I mean, we have actually multiple applications that are possible with this uh, renewable heat that we generate. And this you get it from, you get it 24 seven. If you combine the solar receiver with the storage, with this you can provide heat for several industries, for example, steel industry, or also in particular, uh, cement industry. We have also a project with, with CEMEX uh, where we try to, to do the calcination and the, the clinkerization using solar heat. So, so then we, we want to produce uh, solar cement, basically. So this this is this is an application, and also the the, the thermal storage could also be um, used with, with an electrical heat source. So there you could could use peak renewable electricity and store it in a relatively cheap way, as in in form of thermal storage, which is much cheaper than than battery storage. So how what is the the efficiency of your thermal energy storage system? So the, the, the thermal storage, if, it's, if it gets large, um, it's very efficient. So you reach efficiencies that, that exceed 95%. We usually ask these um, two questions that we have at the end that we try to ask every guest that we have. Judging from that whole process that you've been through now, what do you re recommend to your old self from five years ago to not do that mistake again? Or maybe do, do you have like a tip or trick or... What would you recommend young engineers coming into the industry uh, and trying to make an impact somehow? There were always doubts uh, if, if we actually can bring this to the market, if this technology can compete with others. So I think uh, it is very important to, to, to have some self-confidence and, and, and to, to, to understand that Maybe not everything is perfect in your technology, but, but it's also not in, in, in other technologies. And um, uh, you just need to try. And, 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 and I was lucky to join Sinhelio and, and, and we really tried. And, and so far, it's going very well. Yeah, a question that we ask also in every episode is, uh, what's the most rewarding part of your job? Or uh, what fulfills you the most in your daily work? Yeah, it's a bit 
maybe it's a, one thing is, is 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 a bit nerdy. So so I I, I like a lot the research and and I find it still fascinating to to optimize things or come up with, with new ideas to brainstorm with others and, and uh, speculate about future and stuff. So this is really nice. Like what you usually ha often have in startups, this kind of work. And then other than that, it's, it's, I think what we'll, we'll be all, all enjoy like being with, with your, with the other employees and, and, and enjoying time. I think we, we have a great time in the company. So we are coming to an end. Thank you so much, Lucas, for being on the show. It has been a great pleasure hosting you. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, it's been uh, really insightful. Um, always fun talking to recent graduates um, f and uh, people joining this industry. I'm looking to forward to hearing more from Synhelion in the future. And for our listeners, thank you so much uh, for listening to us. And remember to like and subscribe to our show. We are looking forward to talking to you soon. Goodbye.